If you're on social media like I am, you've seen all these memes and all these ideas about student loan debt and how those who carry student loan debt want it to be forgiven. During President Biden's campaign for president, on the campaign trail, he promised that he was going to forgive student loan debt and pledged to cancel at least $10,000 of student loan debt per person. Is this ever going to happen? Hello, everybody. I'm Janice Christensen, and this is The Tangled Angle. Here on this podcast, we address the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. I am a news junkie with a passion and interest in politics, government, and American history, and I spent 16 years in the halls of the Washington State Legislature supporting my husband, Dan Christensen, who is in the House of Representatives. Now with this podcast, I'm able to share and discuss what I've learned and experienced along with some historical context of where we are on the timeline of history. If President Biden does manage to cancel at least $10,000 of student loan debt per person, this works out to be approximately 25% of the overall student loan debt in America. There is no way he would do this. Why? It's not in the interest of the leftists who run this country. Congress has or is scheduled to send $13.6 billion to Ukraine since it was invaded by Russia. Congress, nor Biden, has no interest in forgiving student loan debt. The campaign trail promise was just to get the gullible to vote for him. As of this podcast, Biden, the Biden administration has extended the pause on student loan payments for a sixth time. By the end of this latest pause, those who took out student loans will have been able to go 30 months, two and a half years, without making a single payment or accruing any new interest. This is a raw deal for us taxpayers and those of us floating these loans for these students, most of whom have long graduated. The Department of Education estimates that each month they are losing over $200 billion in repayments and another $5 billion in accrued interest. Since the beginning of the pandemic, when they started these pauses on paying back student loans, this has cost taxpayers more than $130 billion in interest payments. This is taxpayer money. This is real money that is wasted because those students who took out a loan have enjoyed two and a half years of not paying it back. Well, somebody's paying the interest, and it's the rest of us who do not have student loans and those with student loans who will be paying our nation's debt for years. I thought it was really interesting. I was looking at some statistics and some figures about the student loan debt, and 40% of households, the highest income households, those with incomes above 74000 owe 60% of the outstanding education debt and make three-fourths of the payments. So the people who have been enjoying this pause of making their student loan payments are amongst the highest income earners in our nation. The 40% of low-income households hold 20% of the outstanding student loan debt and make only 10% of the payments. Well, it's really no surprise that the higher-income households 
owe more student debt than others. Students from higher income households are more likely to go to college in the first place. And workers with a college or graduate degree earn substantially more in the labor market than those who never went to college. So this is no surprise. But the pause of student loan repayments that these people have been enjoying are from the higher income households. And we've been hearing about these people who have student loan debt and they're waiting for this magical debt forgiveness to happen. Somehow thinking that the government is going to help with their financial future, alleviate this debt, rescue them from a financial burden and save them the work, time and effort that they now realize it's going to take to pay back the loan. They're waiting for Santa Claus to come along with a big gift, give them their education for free or a greatly reduced price, regardless of how good or useless this education was. Except government dollars are taxpayer dollars. We can't forget this because government does not generate any money on its own. All government money is taken from the taxpayers. All of this money has been taken from citizens who did labor and worked for it, worked to earn it, and the government comes along in the form of taxation and forces us to give them a portion of our labor, taking it by force with the threat of more financial fines and even jail time if we do not pay the portion of our labor and hard-earned dollars to the government in the form of taxes. Frankly, personally, I'm really upset that these people want their student loans forgiven because that means that the rest of us are going to have to pay it. I and many Americans have always paid our own debts back, so now why are they asking me to pay their debt back too? Well, if we're on this track, where does it end? What about people who have a car loan? What about people who have a mortgage? What about people who have a boat loan? Or how about a motorcycle loan? Or how about an RV loan? Should all these debts be forgiven too, simply because the borrower wanted something and so borrowed money to get it? This is ridiculous. Where does it stop? Student loan debt in America is now, as of 2020, the latest figures I could find, $1.7 trillion. And there are 44 million Americans who owe money in the form of student loans. And every year, millions of new students are pumped into the student loan system while current borrowers struggle to exit it. The latest statistics, according to the Department of Education, they have canceled around $6.8 billion in student debt for more than 110,000 borrowers through the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Waiver. And this is what everybody got excited about. Well, see, see, the government's forgiving this debt. To date, Biden's actions have delivered more than $17 billion in targeted student debt relief to 725,000 borrowers. So this is beyond the public service loan forgiveness plan, which I'll get to later. But as a percentage, this is an extremely small percentage of people who will ever have their student loans forgiven. This forgiveness that Biden has granted is about 1.6% of all people who have student loan debt. This is an infinitesimally small fraction of those who carry student loans. So the, what I mentioned earlier is there's another debt forgiveness scheme. It's called the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. And it was signed into law by President George W. Bush in 2007. And what this basically says that if, after graduation, if you work for a nonprofit and you are a government employee, you can have your federal student loans forgiven after 10 years if you faithfully pay 
for 10 years, resulting in 120 on-time payments. And the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau estimates that one-fourth of American workers could be eligible. However, now this, is, this program has been plagued by problems and making people who actually get the relief very rare. It's a rarity that these people really fulfill these things. Borrowers think they believe they're paying their way to loan cancellation only to discover at some point in the process, if you are this government employee, that you don't qualify, usually for confusing technical reasons, or lenders have been blamed for misleading borrowers and botching their timelines for payment. And Biden tried to reform this and say, oh, no, 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 we'll reform this and make it easier for government employees to repay their loans. Well, it isn't really working out. Plenty of people in public service jobs think they're, not, they're paying their way to loan forgiveness only to discover at some point in the process that they don't qualify for one technical reason or another. This is no surprise. When, any, when government handles anything, this program is plagued with problems, and the government will not cancel your student loan debt because this is the same government that fails to manage taxpayer dollars responsibly. They cannot even manage the Department of Motor Vehicles. I don't know if you've tried to get your driver's license renewed lately. It's a mess. The Social Security Trust Fund is predicted to be bankrupt in 2033. Now, this is the trust fund, and they saying that this, if this should actually happen, retirees would still receive 76% of their benefits because people are still paying into Social Security. But recipients are going to receive a lot less money or only about three-fourths of what is expected because due to inflation and so on, Social Security is going to be in trouble by 2033. And this is the same government that has debacles of the wars that we've been in for the last 80 years. You know, think Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan. These debacles are all run by our government. You honestly think that they can manage the student loan debt forgiveness program? Ha ha ha. And speaking of money and the U.S. government, the U.S. Postal Service is bankrupt. It's financially drowning. Ben Franklin, who was the first postmaster general, must be rolling over in his grave. Even Biden's Postal Service director, his name is Louis DeJoy, he admits that the agency lost $15 billion in two years. He predicts some $160 billion of red ink will be produced by the U.S. Postal Service in the next 10 years. And by law, the U.S. Postal Service is required to be a self-financing operation. Ha, ha, ha. So the government doesn't care about you, your finances, nor should they be looked at as an entity to solve your personal problems or come to the rescue should we get into medical or financial trouble. Yes, our government has sent out unemployment checks for years to the same individuals, and welfare has become a generational curse to generations of people, especially women. But this is not the freedom and liberty and way of life that the founders envisioned when they formed America. The borrower is always slave to the lender. And it says this in Proverbs 22.7 in the Bible, that the borrower is slave to the lender. And many are waiting for daddy government to come and rescue them from their problems. And this is a very dangerous and enslaving position to be in. Because if the government can give freedoms and financial security to present and future generations, they will certainly take it away when it does not serve their interests. All governments fear a moral and free people. 
They want to strip the citizens of their freedom so they are dependent upon them and reduce citizens to their slaves, even if it takes generations to do this. Karl Marx so famously quoted and so famously said, the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without a mother's care shall be in state institutions, end of quote. This is the beginning of slavery as soon as possible to remove children from their parents and make them wards of the state. And what a better way to do this than to enslave these young adults just as they're about to leave home and enter college and enslave them with a mountain of student loan debt by the time they're 22 years old. The student loan debt is one way the state makes slaves out of its citizens and makes those who hold the student loan debt beholden to the state and a slave to it. And it's especially heinous because it enslaves these debt holders as they are just emerging from high school, young adults who are just beginning adulthood. This is a great way to enslave the next generation. The government and those who hold the debt, they do not care about people and they are not to be trusted. And in fact, I would say all governments of the world, and sadly America in the last 60 years or so, they actually hate their own citizens. Why? They've shown this by robbing us of educational choice of our kids, high taxation, opening up the southern border to illegals, because without borders, there is no country, and dumping $5 trillion of printed money into the economy with the promise of, oh, this is going to help our country, this is going to help Americans. But really, all along, they knew it would result in sky-high inflation, which is taxation on the poor and the middle class. The select few in power are happy to strip us of our money, meaning high taxes, strip our freedom of movement, namely recently the automobile shortage here and here in Washington state, dumping billions into light rail that statistically only about 4% of commuters will use. They rob us of our livelihoods, meaning firing those who wouldn't comply with the government mandate to get an injection of an untested and experimental mRNA gene therapy injection. And our government has drifted so far from freedom, they find the fastest road to make its citizens slaves to its whims and power grabs. The government will not forgive student loan debt of any significance, because why would they want a debt-free people to have the liberty to do what we want, live where we want, work where we want, and make the life choices that are available to everyone when someone is not carrying the 10-ton weight of financial debt. No, the government will not forgive student loan debt of any statistical importance. And our government and other governments' promises should never be believed or trusted. So what can you do if you're saddled with this debt? You can work two jobs, you can get a side hustle, live below your means, and make it a priority to rid yourself of your debt. And if you want a creative way to do this, in the show notes, I've listed an excellent resource on how to do this step by step. There's books, there's podcasts, and so on. But I think if we want to be a free and prosperous nation, the best way to do this individually is to not have debt. Thank you for listening. And you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Janice Christ, J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T. Gosh, I can't believe all these facts and figures I tried to read. I got all tongue-tied.